It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. And I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackby, joined every Monday by Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium uh, sound smart bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Lindsay and I have a ton to talk about today. Auburn added a playmaker through the transfer portal. They appear to be losing a former five-star and basketball mount today. Come back on the road to prove to the country that they are the best team in college basketball. Lindsay, let's jump into the news. Auburn adds another Oregon transfer. I think they gained an instant starter with a guy like DJ James uh, announcing Sunday that he will be a part of Auburn's football program moving forward. Yeah, few thoughts I have here. One, okay. I don't know if you knew this, but Oregon is actually Spanish for Auburn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, DJ Jones. Um, James. Obviously, James, sorry. DJ James, obviously, like, a lot of talent. And you can watch his tape from Oregon, and he's a guy that – really shows up as as someone who knows what they're doing on the football field. Yeah. And it's at the point where it's very instinctual. He's not having to stop and think, what do I do next? He just has a he's just naturally good on a football field. His, his football IQ is high. And so I feel good about his ability to come in, pick up the uh the defense and probably be a starter come fall. Yeah, I, I think he's the favorite to be a starter. There's a YouTube video out there of him being asked, you know, what he saw. He had the game-winning interception for Oregon against UCLA uh, this past season, and he he was asked about, you know, what exactly he saw, 
And he kind of talked about, you know, what he saw in the formation, you know, film study and, you know, his approach to the game. He seems to be able to really approach it and kind of, he seems to be prepared, which is what Harson likes in a football player. And so obviously he's from Spanish Ford. He's from the state of Alabama. So I think that's part of it. But also I think he kind of shows a lot of traits that Brian Harson wants to see. He seems to be a hard worker. He seems to be a guy that, you know, has a very professional approach to the game of football. Spencer McLaughlin, he is our Locked On Ducks host covering Oregon. I asked him before we uh, sat down to record, Lindsay, hey, can you send me a, a few notes on the guy? And here's what he said. Solid corner, not going to be an anchor slash NFL guy, but he can make plays, knows how to hit as long as he keeps contained, likes to try and jump quick hitters, but doesn't get beat downfield too often. Most vulnerable on inside breaking routes. He defends the boundary well. And you mentioned keeping contain and just kind of spatial awareness on the football field. Before we sat down to record, Lindsay, I was watching Oregon's defense against the Washington offense from this past season. And, you know, he's not an every down guy, it appears, but when he's in, he is very physical. He does well, you know, with getting off blocks. He does well in run support as far as tackling goes which is kind of rare for a corner. A lot of the times those guys just want to cover. They don't really want to, you know, get their nose dirty kind of thing, but he doesn't mind getting in there. And then also he seems to be aware as far as keeping contained based on the the few games that I've been able to watch him play. Yeah, and and tackling for a cornerback is something I feel like in this defense especially, you you have to be fundamentally sound when it comes to that. And it sounds like he's going to give us that. And as I think about it, our cornerback room, I mean, we're kind of continuing now this, this legacy. We could, we could say cornerback you. I mean, we just, we've put so many defensive backs yeah. in the NFL uh, over the last few years and not necessarily saying that he's going to be an NFL guy, but just that, that high level cornerback play. I'm curious to see where he fits in. I mean, if you think about the room, mm-hmm. we've got Nehemiah Pritchett, right? We've got Jalen Simpson. Mm-hmm. We've got Roe Torrance coming back. Really like him. Uh, we have, we have commit Keontae Scott, believe what number one Juco cornerback. Right. And then now we have DJ James. And so I think he has the traits Harson looks for because he works hard, because mm-hmm. he puts in the effort. And we saw uh, a guy in Drayshawn Miller who came in from West Virginia with the intentions of, I'm going to start for a year at Auburn and then I'm going to go pro. And Seemed we like saw a him barely touch the field. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's simply because he didn't from what we've been told didn't do all of the work at practice didn't do all the stuff um sunday through friday to get himself in a position to play on saturday and so i feel like dj james fits in perfectly with the ethos of what brian harson's doing and i'm excited to see what this room how this room plays out over position battles in the spring in the summer and the fall he and nehemiah pritchett are very similar to me which could mean you know maybe he comes in to back up nehemiah pritchett or vice versa whoever wins that job I think they really like Jalen Simpson. Jalen Simpson's probably a starter. And so this is going to be a battle uh, in the in the defensive backs room and the cornerbacks room. Does one of these guys play inside? Who's your nickel? Does it remain to be, you know, is it Donovan Kaufman? Do they move him to safety? So there's a lot of things they can do. There's also a lot of spots still available on this roster for them to go out and get guys in the transfer portal. So... Bottom line, I think DJ James is a great addition. I think he has the chance to be a starter. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's a boundary corner. Maybe he's a weak, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I, I really 
really think he can add something instantly to uh, to Auburn's defense. Backing up to the Donovan Coffin thing for a minute, I kind of think that we need to make sure he stays at safety simply because of the numbers at safety. I feel like cornerback, we have more options. And yes, you play, you know, you oftentimes you have a nickel on the field, you're playing three at once. But I feel like cornerback has more depth. Mm. And from what I've heard, he really feels to me like he's a good boundary corner as far as that way he's he's able to use the sideline. He doesn't have as much space on the inside to cover. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely feel like Donovan Coffin's going to be needed at safety going forward, just given the numbers at cornerback versus the numbers at safety. Yeah, D- their approach to n- what the nickel is, because, you know, in the previous regime, a lot of it was, okay, the nickel was like more as a, as a safety. And, you know, this time, you know, do they, do they, or back up. The previous regime was more like a corner. And then, mm-hmm. you know, last year they treated it more like a third safety. So that's just a preference. Um, and we will see what Derek Mason does there. Uh, yeah, but Zach Etheridge does it again. Uh, I think he has proven to be one of the best recruiters on the staff. I think he is using NIL to his advantage. And I think Auburn fans should be very appreciative of what Zach Etheridge is doing. Quick note on other transfer targets, because we're about to talk about a guy who entered the portal from Auburn. Before we move on to that, though, offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. He was a lot of Auburn fans' favorite target um, as far as offensive linemen in the transfer portal. Massive dude from Louisiana. He's got a ton of upside. Auburn was listed as one of the favorites, but he announced his finalists. Auburn did not make the cut. And, Lindsay, it just says a lot. You know, a guy is trending. He comes to Auburn. Checks everything out. Here's the sales pitch. Sees the depth chart. And then Auburn doesn't make the cut. Scale of 1 to 10, how concerning is that in your mind? It had been lower. It had been 4, you know, 3, 4. Yeah. I'm at the point now where it's starting to get past 5. I would say 5 to 6. I mean, it's probably 6. And, you know, 1 to 5 scale would be awful for this. That's why I use a 1 to 10 scale. Right. But, uh... But six, I think, simply because now we know the path to playing time is there. We've shown the path to playing time is there. And so when a guy still don't still doesn't want to even consider us in that final few schools, it makes me wonder what is he seeing that's ruling out this team. And until I can answer that, I'm going to worry about it because that's just what fans do. Well, every other uh, every other JUCO offensive or transfer offensive line that Auburn's gone after. Maybe they've seen the same thing. So I think that's something worth um, worth paying attention to. Hey, today's show is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar. I had a Built Bar uh, yesterday while watching some of the playoff games. I had their caramel macchiato. It's one of their limited time flavors. They always have limited time flavors that they're kind of rolling in and out. So be sure to check that out at Built.com. It's the new year. Folks are eating healthier. That's one of their goals. And Built Bar makes it easy. Eating healthy is boring. Eating Built Bars, not boring at all. In fact, it's rather exciting. So go check out Built.com and you can see all the nutrition information about all of their bars. Most of them uh, are around 130 calories with 17 grams of protein, very low sugar. Just check it all out. Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. Also, hey, local folks in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, today's show is brought to you by the great folks at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You get home from a long day of work. You don't want to go out again. You don't want to cook for your family. 
Fetch Me has you covered. Download their free app or go to their website, fetchmedelivery.com, and you can check out from all of their local partners throughout the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area, and they'll take care of you. Problem solved. You can focus on you know helping your, your kids with with homework or getting ready for a test later in the week, or you know maybe you just need to do some laundry or something. Whatever it may be, Fetch Me Delivery has you covered. And when you put in the promo code local meal, it'll shave a little bit off the top for your courtesy of Fetch Me and Locked On Offer. So fetchmedelivery.com. Lindsey Crosby, Lee Hunter, the former five-star defensive lineman, he's entered the transfer portal. And so this is, uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal, Lindsay, for 2022, but I think it could be a pretty big factor for 2023 and beyond. Hunter appeared to be a depth piece going into this season with a lot of the defensive players coming back, but obviously had tremendous upside, a five-star. You know, Auburn doesn't land a whole lot of those guys, so when you get one, you think you want to take care of them. He did not see the field in 2021, which surprised a lot of folks, but apparently... Auburn is still talking to Lee Hunter, trying to get him to stick around. The sales pitch is not stopping as far as trying to re-recruit him um, and and try to keep him on the team. So we will see what happens. But your thoughts about Lee Hunter entering the portal? I would be lying if I didn't say I worried slightly about this happening. And I think the part, the the time that I worried about it was when I saw Garrison Walker, the walk-on sophomore, uh, take snaps over him. I want to say it was it was maybe in the bowl game. Yeah, it was. And you know, I'm like, okay, so why why would Lee Hunter not play now? And like you said, didn't have a clear path to playing time in the upcoming season. But after that, he looked to be a pretty one of those next guys up as far as that next wave of guys coming in. Um, phenomenal size, and we've heard nothing but good things. But we've seen this with Harson now with. Sean Miller, who we talked about in the last segment, and some other guys as far as if you don't put in the work Sunday through Friday, then right. you don't play on Saturday. And so the logical assumption here is either, I mean, he's from Mobile, so it's not necessarily a proximity to home thing. The logical assumption is either he was not holding up his end of the bargain and has chosen to move on, or there's some outside factor that's making him leave. I don't necessarily think it's anything Auburn's done. To me, this is something where if we have to process guys out because of attitude, I can assume that it's that until I know otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I was concerned about what this is going to mean going forward. Do we have time to find a, a guy who can come in and get plugged in for 23 and 24 on that defensive front? I don't know. I'm assuming that's something where you're going to have to fill it with a transfer. So the defensive line is still the deepest position group on this team. But obviously Mm -hmm. with Hunter leaving, Romello Hyde devastated me, his departure. Dre Butler, depth piece, but still I think he saw a clearer path to playing time than Lee Hunter did. Obviously the room's getting thinner, but I don't think we know enough about college football yet post-transfer rules changing where you get that free transfer. Um, to know exactly how big of a deal this is because Auburn's defensive mm-hmm. front, this will be the last year on campus for a lot of these dudes. And so you kind of had to think they were hoping Lee Hunter would be the main guy in 2023. You know, maybe there was enough development there. 
um, where he could kind of step up and be that dude. But like, you're going to lose Kobe Wooden after this season. Derek Hall, Ekuliota's probably gone. Um, you know, Marquise Burks is going to run out of eligibility. And so, you know, you're going to lose some guys on the inside. Um, but you are going to keep some dudes. Jason Jones should still be around the transfer from Oregon. We'll see how he pans out. I get comments all the time that we don't talk about Jeffrey Emba enough, but he he should be around here still. So, you know, those are dudes where you're like, okay, there's some answers there, but you need more than, you know, just a handful of defensive linemen. But this could be the thing with college football now where it's just, okay, we'll worry about 2023 when 2023 gets here you know, the offseason prior and just get some dudes to portal in. That that may just be how college football is now. Um, I don't know if you want to do that every single season, but I think that's kind of what we're looking at. And also, Lindsey, um, according to Hoke with On3, there's also chatter about J.J. Pegues transferring. So still that defensive line could be getting thinner and thinner. Once again, don't think it's a big deal in 22. Could be a big deal in 23, but we'll have to see. I was reading something the other day about recruitment and they talked about how for quarterbacks, for high school quarterbacks, unless you're one of the top level guys, the you don't get as many offers as you used to because so many programs are turning to a transfer if for some reason their next guy isn't yeah. ready or hasn't panned out. And so part of me wonders, is that going to have to be the roster management model you're going to need to do is if we bring somebody in uh, from high school, he needs to be able to see the field in year one or at latest year two as a regular or else they're going to move on. And so, like you said, we don't have enough information yet, but that's kind of the first thing that I think of is you have to do everything now kind of instead of having a four or three year cycle, you're looking at a two year cycle. And obviously that makes it a lot harder to, to recruit, but then also that raises the stakes because now you have to hit on more guys because that speed with which you cycle guys in and out. I mean, yeah. if you have a guy that misses, you don't have a lot of death behind him. So it's concerning as far as what it means overall for, for college football and the program. Not too worried about the 22 roster, but I mean, you obviously do hate to lose a five-star at any position, especially with, like when you said, we don't have a ton of them. Right, right. So I'm sure Harson's approach to all of this is he's got to win in 2022. He has to win in the 2023 recruiting cycle because there's so many talented players in the state of Alabama. And, you know, I'm sure it's in the back of his mind, you know, growing the program. And I think he wants to do this the right way. But the bottom line is, is he's got to win in 2022. So that, that may not even be a bridge that we need to cross right now. Because if, if Harson doesn't win in 2022, if it's a six and six season again, Auburn folks are going to want him gone. Is that premature? Is it not? Is it, you know, I mean, well, well, if that happens, we will have that debate, and I'm sure that'll come up over the course of the offseason. We don't need to touch on it now, but I think he's all in on the 2022 roster, as he should be. I think he's trying to find ways to, to pitch Auburn to transfers that he wants. You know, we just hear, you know, everybody's being evaluated. They're evaluating everyone. It's like, well, all right, let's, let's, Go get them, you know, go find the guys that you want and go get them. And I don't know if we're really seeing that because the two guys that they have gotten from the transfer portal, with the exception of Calzada, so two of the three, they were projected to go to Auburn before they were even in the portal. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's all these dudes in the portal and, you know, message boards are one thing and Twitter is one thing and, you know, our Locked On Auburn Discord is one thing. 
but they're evaluating all these dudes that are going to the portal, and it's like, why aren't why is Auburn not a finalist? Like, this is a really solid fit, and I know Auburn's coaching staff knows way more about what's going on than us, but you got a lot of roster spots and a lot of scholarships available. So at some point, they got to start landing some of these guys. And I think that lack of information, just we don't we don't get the leaks out of this program that we maybe got out of the last regime. And I think yeah. that's part of the reason why there's all of this talk from Auburn fans kind of catastrophizing about, well, we haven't gotten these last two or three offensive linemen, so obviously we're now going to struggle and we're going to be six and six and Harson's going to get fired. And it's a whole kind of spiral. And I think that happens because of a lack of information. Mm. And I've been that guy for a while now, and people in the, in the Logan Armour Discord can, can – um, testify to this that I've been the guy about like, Hey, you know, let's, let's trust them. They've not given us a reason not to trust them. I promise you they are making the efforts to recruit these guys. Uh, You're just not seeing the results and it feels like they're not doing anything. And I'm kind of now getting to the point, not that I don't think they're doing it, but I'm kind of ready to stop defending them and let their actions speak for themselves. And I think the fan base probably needs to see, some sort of acknowledgement from the program that like we are deficient in this area. We are working on it and hopefully get a good win, get a good offensive lineman to commit so that we can, the fans can get a little bit of hope. Right. Cause I think we all see where this offensive line is and we can all project out what next season is going to look like. If this is the offensive line that we have to start next year. So it's frustrating and hopefully it's something, obviously they're working on it, but hopefully we can see some results of that soon just for our own, Self-interest. Auburn basketball made the case that they should be the number one team in every single college basketball poll. We will talk about that in just a moment. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to making money, doing what we all love, watching sports. You can put your money where your mouth is and get in on the action all of 2022 by going to betonline.ag. And when you make that first deposit, Use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Lindsay, Auburn basketball, they uh, they did something that they've had a hard time doing, and that's beating Ole Miss consistently in the Bruce Pearl era. They won 80-71 to 71 despite trailing 14 points. In the first half, but you know this team, they struggle. You know Auburn historically struggles in Columbia. They beat South Carolina. They historically struggle against the Florida Gators. They beat the Florida Gators, and then they go on the road to Oxford and take care of business against Ole Miss. This team can do anything, even when they're down fourteen. And the crazy thing, Lindsay, is when they were down fourteen, I had it up right next to the Patriots playoff game. One was going, but at that time, both things, both games for me were going very poorly. But fortunately, the Auburn basketball game trended up and the uh, the Patriots playoff game kept trending down. But the the whole, uh, what a disaster that was. But Auburn was down at 14 and I looked at my dad and I'm like, I bet you Auburn wins this game by double digits. And I was close. I was dang close. But it's just the tenacity 
and resiliency of this team, I've just, I've never seen anything like it. So two things. One, um, good teams win, but great teams. They cover. They cover. Uh, Auburn covered this game. And I think a lot of it for Auburn, you mentioned the the tenacity. And the thing that about this Auburn team that I love is one, they just don't quit. I mean, they 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 continue, they fight hard as they can to the final whistle, but they do all the little stuff well. And I think when you look at the all the stats and everything from Saturday's win, you look at steals, plus seven in steals, turnover, plus eight in turnovers. Like Auburn goes out and does the little things. I mean, they they 87.5% from the free throw line. I mean, they they're they're making their free throws. They're they're they got to the line 16 times, which I feel like is more than they've been doing recently. Walker Kessler was allowed to jump in the air without getting whistled for uh, for a foul. And yeah. so all this the fact that can we just say well, while we're on the topic of free throws, Ole Miss made 15 of 15 from the line. That's it's nuts. Props to them. Props to Ole Miss. They and, had a great game. And on that note, like this is what you're going to get the rest of the season is yeah. you're going to get this is I talked about it when we played Penn State. We went to Penn State. And I said that was their Super Bowl was mm. bringing Auburn in for the whiteout. Auburn basketball coming to your house or you going to Auburn is your team's Super Bowl yeah. for every SEC team the rest of the season. And so Auburn has to understand that you can't have an off night. You every team is going to give you the best that they can possibly play. Every you have to assume every team is going to hit every single free throw. I believe there was some wild side. It was like a what was it? Um, Ole Miss didn't have a didn't have a turnover for the first like 14 minutes or something. I mean, like you have to assume every team is going to give you their absolute best the entire game. And the fact that they played as well as they did in Auburn still won tells you that this team isn't going to quit. I found it interesting. We didn't rotate nearly as much as we usually do. Uh, There was a lot of, a lot of the big five in the entire second half of the game, just trying to get us back in it and keep the lead, which to me showed that if for some reason something happens and we have to give more minutes to a Walker Kessler, to a Jabari, they can handle it. Their legs can take it. Yep. They'll still be effective at the end of the game, which was, this was a good, a good challenge for Auburn. And I'm glad we got this behind us so that we know we can do it. Yeah, we had six guys average over 21 minutes. Um, Zepp was right at 21, but after that, there's a drop-off. Jalen had played eight minutes. Uh, Cambridge played 12 minutes, and Cardwell played seven. So that was definitely something that was a little bit different. That's a good point that you bring that up. But this team's got it going on, man. And, you know, I think you're going to start to see them figure out how to play without drawing as many fouls, specifically Kessler, because this team, when Kessler is on the floor, is so much better. And that's no disrespect to Dylan. It's just Kessler is probably an NBA draft pick the way he's playing right now. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's what you want. The fact that Auburn maybe has three of those guys. You're seeing Alan Flanagan kind of, you know, return to his form after that injury. And the mental side of that is, is what I was worried about because, you know, he's such a physical player and fearless and attacking the basket and things like that. And, you know, he, he's been aggressive and picked up where he left off, which is great. And Wendell Green, I was a little hard on him last time I talked about an Auburn basketball game, but he, uh, he scored 14 points on three of eight shooting. And that is much better what you want to see. And, and the key to that is he got to the free throw line 
and shot six of them, and he made all six. And that's exactly the type of line I want to see from Wendell Green. I want to see him shooting five threes and finding a way to score 14 points. I absolutely love that. Even though he only made two of the five, I love the fact that he kind of showed more to his game and he was able to attack to uh, attack the basket and get to the free throw line. So props to Wendell Green, props to uh, Walker Kessler, who went 20 and 10. Um, I mean, he is just a, a walking double-double. He's a freak. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jabari Smith um, scoring 15 on 13 shots. I mean, it, 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 Ole Miss played really, really good basketball. And Auburn still found a way to win by nine on the road. This team is crazy. This team is so good, Lindsay. I don't want to say Auburn's not going to lose another game this year. Uh, this year, you have to understand Auburn. Like the odds of going undefeated in college basketball are infinitesimal. Obviously, we lost one game to UConn in overtime, right. but you have to assume we're going to lose somewhere else. If it happens, or when it happens, because it's probably going to happen. Yep. Please do not blame the fact that Auburn basketball Twitter account has has uh, started to lean into the meme thing. Don't blame that. It's not because of that. Because they've done it. The The Auburn basketball Twitter account has started to like acknowledge the whole, you know, tweeting memes. You have to at this point. You have to. You have to. But there's going to be some, this is Auburn. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to say, we'd been fine if they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have made a joke about the memes. And so, listen, this team's probably statistically going to lose one or two games between now and the SEC tournament. It's going to happen. It's fine. This team right now is one of the best four teams in the country. And if they continue playing the way they are, we have a chance to make a deep tournament run and just take a minute to enjoy this. Yeah, enjoy the ride. It's going to be fun. The final four year, I was kind of guilty of this. I didn't realize how good that team was until we were in the tournament. Well, they they peaked so late. They weren't that good all year long. They just peaked at the right time. And this team, I feel like, one, they haven't peaked yet. But two, I feel like the floor is already so incredibly high for this team. So just enjoy having a really good basketball team. Hey, this is a nice feeling. Right. And then something that happened over the course of our recording, Caden's story um, was an Auburn football commitment. He has decommitted. His tweet says, from the moment I received my offer from Auburn University, they've shown nothing but love and support due to recent changes and careful consideration. I've decided to decommit from Auburn University. Auburn is still one of my top schools but I still have to make sure I'm making the best decision for me and my family. Thank you, Auburn. Respect my decision. So, Kane's story is no longer committed. Um, I think that's fine. I wish There was the a story on Saturday on AL.com, and the title was, Kane's story wins 2A lineman of the year, and yes, he's still committed to Auburn. Yeah, but <laughs> and his, they specifically his, mentioned in there, like him being tired of that, being asked that question. Yeah, but he was like, his quote also was like, yeah, but I'm still looking at other places. I was like, that's never good. That's never good. So, yeah. best of luck to Caden's story. I think both Caden's story and I think both, you know, Auburn will be will be fine. Lindsay, what all do you have going on? How can people find you, support you on your new venture, and all that good stuff? So, you can find the show, Locked on MLB Prospects, wherever you get your podcasts. Available uh, free, daily, all platforms. You can follow the show at Locked on Farm on Twitter. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Crosby Baseball. We have uh, five shows this week. We're talking nationals. We're talking MLB trades. We're talking free agency. 
and we're talking the CBA. Come check it out. Cool. Yeah, CBA will be interesting with all the lockout stuff. So be sure to check that out also uh, on YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Up. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.